Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I get into AEW Dynamite from last night. Keith Lee now is all elite. Plus, we get into the amazing main event, insane main event for the AEW World Championship between your champion Hangman Page and Lance Archer right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, I definitely want to get your opinion in the, and the uh, nation's opinion. I thought one hell of a dynamite last night. I did too. I uh, enjoyed the show. Yes, there were a couple of hiccups. Uh, I thought the crowd was pretty damn good uh, for a lot of it, as Tony Khan does. Tony Khan, because uh, crazy uh, TK brain kicks in, mm-hmm. and I feel he overcompensated for and he actually put a tweet out that uh gabby can read once uh that happens uh because i am not allowed to use my phone um he put out a tweet about like the jay white thing that had happened on i think like a sunday yep. because he's uh he maybe he felt his i don't know because it got so much buzz and in in total wrestling fandom that he does he uh, gave us two for the price of one. and they Well, were yeah, because he mentioned the forbidden ones. door, and he was like, well, a free agent can't be the forbidden door because it's a free agent. So he wanted to make sure that he was using that forbidden door by having Jay White appear last night on Dynamite from New Japan. Oh, okay. But, yeah. man, it was – I love many, many things about professional wrestling. One thing that I truly do is when wrestling fans are paying attention, and they do it during promos – uh, in AEW because there's no, just like in a wrestling match, there's no wasted, shouldn't be any wasted mo- uh, movements. Uh, Bully and I had talked about Randy Orton's comeback. Perfection, because there was no wasted moments and everything happened in the middle of the ring. If it's pro wrestling textbook 101 done perfectly um, with backstage segments, that whole thing they did and how he debuted when the people react to like your back and you don't know who it is. And it gets like the wool and like the, the selling 
from the Young Bucks faces was brilliant. And then when he turns around, you get another reaction because you're just like, is that really him? Is that really him? And then, yes, it really is him. And you could see the uh, star reaction that he gets. I've been working with uh, Jay and Impact Wrestling recently and that is a forbidden door because he is with new japan he's been working impact hell he'll be on impact television tonight he's on aew television last night but those reactions and and you know what i'm talking about like the backstage reactions because people have to literally turn their head to watch the big screen and it's almost like you're watching a movie and there's a lot of people who don't get those reactions ben mean i remember the Rock, when The Rock would come up on that screen, everyone's head would turn. When Steve Austin would, would come up on that screen, your heads would turn. And, and that was the, then you get those reactions, it means they're watching. Yep. And you know what was exciting, too, is obviously seeing Jay White. But I, we knew that we were going to see somebody new, and we saw Keith Lee. You know, Limitless. Keith Lee shows up on Dynamite last night. It's so crazy because it was August of 2020. You mentioned Randy Orton. Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean August of 2020. And you're saying to yourself, my gosh, here he is debuting on, on, on Monday night. And he's a part of the main roster. And, man, this day, Vince McMahon is putting a rocket on this guy's back. Coming off of what he was able to do with NXT. And then he comes and he beats a legend like Randy Orton. But here we are, you know, February of 2022, and he's debuting on AEW. Pretty crazy how the world of pro wrestling turns. Yeah, um, and there was tons of speculation. Didn't he start to lose, and then he just disappeared? Like, it was like, I'm pushing you, I'm not pushing you, and then he disappeared. Uh, Apparently, I mean, this was per what he said. He had gotten sick, then he got a heart infection uh, because of uh, either covid And then he was ready. He was smart. He stayed off of social media. Um, And then he got released, man. And I looked at last night and uh, I jokingly thought of um, that commercial. We always uh, talk about the, the native American Indian crying on the mountain when everyone is uh, polluting. And I thought of triple H standing on a mountain and, crying uh because that debut was a perfect representation of what keith lee is and should have been in my system and now it's like he went away and then like i look at there's a lot of people who came from nxt that were these next stars or already were stars when NXT was an actual brand and selling out arenas just like the arena they were in last night and they're all playing on somebody else's field and and what a great opponent and you have to give kudos to um cassidy because did he do a great job of making keith lee exactly what he is that monster we love and you saw the fans singing his song and, and a lot of that stuff that they were doing was from independent keith lee who got in a major buzz and then NXT because they don't acknowledge what you did in the past. He got over even bigger. I mean, you and I had talked about it. He was, if we could go back and look at NXT and I would say 
the beginning of the fall of NXT was when he had both championships for what a week tops two weeks. And then they called him up to the main roster. Well, I mean, well, think of, think of this. I was just looking at this, Tommy, uh, NXT takeover from February of 2020. There was a NXT takeover Portland, Oregon, uh, in 2020. So just two years ago, almost to the date. Right. And this was the NXT. Now, this is during the midst of the Wednesday Night War. You know, on that takeover, you had Keith Lee against Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic is whatever, T Bar, Mace, you know, on the main roster. Uh, Keith Lee gone. Uh, you had Finn Balor against Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is now, I guess, a free agent. He's no longer uh, signed with the WWE. Uh, you had uh, the Bruiserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne against Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are now with AEW. And then you had Adam Cole against Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole is now with AEW. I mean, that's half your roster on an NXT TakeOver that's now with AEW. You know, and not to mention the next TakeOver where you had uh, Killer Cross, who's now a free agent. Like, it's amazing to me, this Wednesday Night War, that we talked about for weeks and that took up so much programming here. Because, Tommy, you said it, and it's exactly what I thought when watching that show last night. When Keith Lee was coming down that entrance ramp and he removed his hood as he was getting closer and closer to the ring, the first thing that came to my mind is Triple H. And it's so funny that you're talking about that pollution commercial from the 70s and 80s because probably Triple H is watching that show last night with a tear in his eye. He's probably saying everything I created, a show that at times did beat AEW, uh, a show that would fill arenas for takeovers where you would get fifteen to 20,000 fans, all those people that I created are now either on the main roster not being used correctly, are free agents, or more importantly, now a part of what my competition was in AEW Dynamite. There was a long time ago, uh, Buck Showalter, who's now the manager of the Mets, was the manager of the Yankees, and he put together this winning team, and they went to the playoffs or didn't make... No, they went to the playoffs, they got eliminated, and they got rid of them, and the, the... all the players were now there, but they brought in Joe Torre. And Joe Torre then won four World Series with yep. the team that Buck Showalter put together. Yep. And I could also equate it to when uh, Tampa won the Super Bowl, they beat the Raiders, and they had the Raiders' ex-coach, and they said, we knew all the plays. They literally were running the same plays because this guy put together the entire system. So – uh it's different different coach same players and i feel a championship will be won i i sat back and like really analyzed like a roster because this roster is so packed and i said when he's ready to pull the trigger tony khan could do a two-day stadium with aew and their aew fans because they have enough competitors to do two nights like a wrestlemania yeah, and, and you mentioned Buck Showalter, and again, Buck Showalter 
uh, built. He was the one, you know, G. Michael was the scout for that team and, and, and recruited all these players from the minor leagues. Because if you remember, before Buck Showalter became the manager of the Yankees, uh, it was really a, a team that just was built solely on free agents. They would get high yep. uh, price free agents, some of them maybe past their prime, and bring them to the Yankees, and the Yankees would underwhelm. You know, there, were, there was a stretch where I remember uh, there was talk that they might move out of the Bronx and move to Jersey because attendance was so low at Yankee Stadium. Buck Showalter completely changed the atmosphere and the environment of the New York Yankees. And he said, hey, you know, we got we to gotta develop a farm system. And then you, they did develop a farm system with Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter and everybody else. That's the same thing Triple H did for the WWE. Make no mistake about it. You know, Triple H, I remember an interview, him saying that, you know, there would be I would be in these conference meetings and everybody, all the executives would be talking about merchandising and they would be talking about TV and they would be talking about doing these tours. And the only thing they weren't talking about was building stars and the actual wrestling. You know, it was Triple H that developed the performance center. It was Triple H that said, hey, let's have a farm system where we recruit wrestlers from a lot of these indie organizations and give them a chance at big money contracts here in the WWE. He did that. He developed it. I thought it was a winning formula. But now that winning formula is done. And now AEW is reaping the benefits of what Triple H built. When you're you listed all those names, uh, Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit, uh, two are Hall of Famers, and the rest are all like in that mix to be Hall of Famers. And if you're a New Yorker, uh, you know all those names; they're household names. And in baseball, you know those names, and they also have four championship rings. Think about that. Think about that for, and I, I look at this as a sport, even though it's sports entertainment, you put that great about building that farm system. Cause I didn't think about it like that. I thought about just tucking, plucking away popular indie wrestlers, but that's mm -hmm. what he did. Cause he also built them in that system yes. and they became stars and now they're stars playing for other teams. And listen again, Keith Lee, fabulous, fabulous debut. Um, I'm glad him and Mia were honeymooning in the lovely Atlantic City beaches uh, for their honeymoon because he just got married, what, Saturday? And here he is uh, on AEW Dynamite. The world is his, and the fans want to bask in his, uh, what is it, his glory? Yeah, and, and listen, it's limitless what he can do with AEW, to use that pun that we heard yesterday, obviously, and then throughout his career with the WWE. Tommy... Uh, and this is why I think AEW is doing it right. Because, you know, everybody that's saying, well, they're just taking former WWE talent. Well, they're free agents. If you if you see talent and you know it can fit your system and you know it's names that their fans want to see, why would you not sign those free agents? But again, let me remind everybody. Tommy, who's your AEW world champion? It's Hangman Page, not a former WWE wrestler. Who's the TBS champion? It's Jade. Who's your TNT champion? It's Sammy Guevara. Who are the tag team champions? It's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So when you look at the champions that are a part of AEW, the women's champion is Dr. Britt Baker. So you look at the champions. It's really that 
homegrown talent, but they're also building a lot of talent with free agents that the WWE was not able to work with or take to that next level. And I think the fans want to see if they could take that talent to the next level as a part of AEW. I thought it was amazing. thought it was great. Very, very action-packed show. And but Keith Lee, uh, one of the best debuts I've seen in a long, long time because he did exactly what Keith Lee does and what the fans wanted to see him do. Uh, Bully and I will always talk about um, he'll use Kiss. And what do they want to see? They don't want to hear new stuff. They want to see the stuff that they haven't seen in a long time, you know, bully will talk about, you know, doing the old Dudley stuff, whether it's the get the what's up, the get the tables, the 3d giving them all the greatest hits. He gave all the greatest hits because we haven't seen him in so long and he will, he needs to have matches like that going forward up until someone steps up and is going to be there. His first real opponent. Yeah, go back and watch the match, uh, and I'm sure everybody that's listening probably saw it, but go back and watch it again, because what Tommy just said is 100% correct. Because Bully, and you mentioned Bully, Bully said a lot on this show that Keith Lee that we saw on NXT is not the Keith Lee that we saw on the main roster, because Vince didn't think that that's how you should wrestle as a big man. And 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 Bully would mention about you could see it in his eyes that he's a little lost because he was being prevented to be able to do the things that he was normally able to do on NXT, which made him different, which made him special. And go back and watch some of the expressions of the fans at ringside. And, you know, some of the things that Keith Lee was doing in that ring last night, a big man isn't supposed to do. And you actually saw a lot of people say, whoa, and wow. You could see it on their face. If if you have somebody that size, 300 pounds plus, that could do what he was doing in the ring, why would you not want to let him do that in the ring? I mean, it's crazy to me, Bully. You know? I, I would say Keith Lee's knocking on closer to 340. Yeah. And for a man his size to be able to do the things he does. I've always been impressed with his athleticism. The leapfrog drop down is super. And he does it. He's, he's your offensive guard or tackle that can do things. And like, if you go to the, you know, we're, we're coming up on the super bowl. What does everyone show where the guard uh, catches a touchdown? Cause you don't expect that. And they talk about what great hands this guard has or, a move that impressed me. It's a move I used to love to do, but I would do it while the guy was laying down when you springboard over the top rope and he did it to a cross body. I would do it where a guy was laying on the floor and land on him. But when he did that to a guy standing the, the athletic ability just to get over the top rope and then to turn your body to the left to land safely, he has to do it closer to the turnbuckle kind of how I had to do it because that tension in the ropes is the tightest. If you went further down towards the middle at times, you can't do it because it's too much spring and it won't get your ass over. But when you do it the way he did it, man, I was like, oh, I wish I could still do that. I may pull that out myself, but I'm not doing it on national television uh, there's a risk. There's such a great big risk of, of error. 
and there was no error in that. I don't know when he's been in a wrestling ring, um, but he did exactly what he needed to do, and he hit all his big moves, his his timing. And I and I've said this to you know a lot of people. I I normally say it when we have them on the show and or if I'm helping them like for, for talent that's come over to impact, they are better performers that they were in that system. And there's moments where, you know, we were talking about it yesterday where the wrestlers are going for covers. Like it's a drill as opposed to being different. The wrestlers that are coming out of there, like his pausing, his listening to the crowd and like taking it all in his smile like you were not able to orchestrate the crowd like he did last night with his fingers when they were all singing the song to him. Yep. Uh, those are things that when we, when you hear veterans say feeling it, he felt it. Yeah. And, and you got to feel good for him. And sometimes like, you know, Hey, the WWE wanted him to wrestle a certain way, which I think, kind of drained him of what made him so unique and special on NXT. Plus, it wasn't something he wanted to do. Well, now he has a choice. You know, Tommy, I go back to football. Troy Aikman, you know, he was drafted, uh, not drafted, he was recruited by Barry Switzer in UCLA. He was the quarterback for UCLA. You know, not originally he was with Oklahoma with, under Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer wanted to run the wishbone. Troy Aikman couldn't run the wishbone. It wasn't a system that was made for him. So what did he do? He transferred to UCLA, became the number one pick in the NFL draft, and won three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. Sometimes a certain system isn't made for you. And right now, in 2022, Tommy, you have options. So if you're with the WWE, and this is not a knock on the WWE, there's some people that are perfect for the WWE system. Somebody like The Miz. He's perfect for the WWE system, but there are certain wrestlers that just don't fit in that in that box. You have an option. You have AEW, and that's why I think this is a great signing for AEW. Big time, big time. He's going to be a star. He's a great. He's a recognizable face. Yep. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see who is that first real opponent for him, because. I mean, he's a big, that's another thing. He's a very, very big dude. There's not a lot of bigger individuals in AEW. You're going to have that first person to step up to him. It'll be very, very interesting to see. I'm thinking maybe Amiro might be a first good opponent for Keith Lee or building towards Amiro. Yep. We haven't seen him in a while. And that, could you imagine he's, you know, for the next, I don't know, two, two, three weeks, he still has matches like he's been having competitive, but it's really shining his talents. And here comes Miro and they have a, just a, a stare down. Yeah. That I, building will be rumbling. Somebody that we're going to talk to tomorrow, Will Hobbs, Will Hobbs and Keith Lee. That would be a tremendous matchup. I think. Yes. Wardlow. Um, Wardlow and, and, and Keith Lee would be a tremendous matchup. Lance Archer and Keith Lee would be a tremendous matchup. And it was Lance who said, uh, you know, he has a, a deep history with him. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's so much possibilities. It's limitless. And, and I love the fact that he can keep up, you know, he has his name. He has all the 
the things that got him to the dance. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsay Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit, none of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. That main event Texas death match between Lance Archer and your champion Hangman Page. I went back and watched it again this morning, Tommy, and I tweeted about it. I love that match so much i couldn't wait to go back and watch it again this morning just i i i it was so physical so violent i mean jim ross is on commentary and obviously you heard him compare him to stan hansen who we talked about on this show yesterday when he took out the fork you know as jim ross is talking about abdul the butcher like you just said that spot on the steps the story that they told what's What's uh what's his finish? The, the, you know, they uh, Dan Lambert unhooking, you know, the top rope so that there was no top rope where he could get that advantage of giving that lariat. I love the story they told. It was violent as fuck, man. 
And I, I just think that match, I thought that match was beautiful last night. Now, did Lance lose yet? But, but again, Tommy, he's not getting pinned in the middle of the ring. You know, he was down for the 10 count outside that ring. You know, Texas death match rules. It's a different set of rules. I don't think it hurt Lance as much as people thought. Wins and losses, they matter, but wins and losses, and they, they matter in AEW, but wins and losses don't matter. When you're having great performances like that, it's right person, right time. Uh, I, I agree in a lot of the assessment, but I'm telling you straight up, uh, I've, I've wrestled uh, Lance when I saw him hit that move, and I'm a guy who's taken that a similar bump on those steps, and I cringed. When I, I was my whole time when that rope was taken off, I said, man, that's brilliant psychology because Hangman needs the top rope to yep. hit his finish. How's he going to hit his finish? And when he did it off the referees, I popped for that too. And I've been watching a lot of wrestling. That was great psychology. And even the whole here comes Paige and, and Lance is hanging on that apron. And then he stops him with that vicious forearm. I thought, oh, they're going to, yep. it's going to happen. Something different's going to happen. They kept on, they took me on a ride and I loved it. And when you talk about uh, people being big, you know who the biggest guy in AEW is besides Paul White, but he's not wrestling, or maybe he is. I don't know where the hell he's been. Is Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is the biggest wrestler there, biggest and best body. Size and height don't matter. Billy Gunn still will stay over in, in a loss. What, what Billy did in his match with Sting and Darby Allen. I, I told you I text him about it. That's how a bigger wrestler works because everything he did, like I said, Randy Orton was not wasted motion. And the same with Lance. That match was awesome for what it was. And Lance could also go out there and have a great wrestling match with yeah. Hangman Page. But all the, uh, hey, I don't get why I, I look at this is my brain. How come it could have just been an Atlantic City street fight where it's, it has to be a 10 count? I like to put the hometown over. It was a if it was a Texas death match to me, it should be in Texas. But they went with it and it worked. And Texas death matches are hard because you have to do something spectacular to keep your opponent down for 10 seconds and get the fans going eight, nine, 10. And they did because yeah. that entire building popped for the finish. I, I listen, when it comes to Lance Archer, my opinion, and you might have a different one the nation might have a different. I think that was his best match so far since he's been a part of AEW. I thought that match was absolutely phenomenal. And you got to put hangman page over. Think about the the matches that Hangman Page has had so far in 2022, or even going back to 2021. I mean, the match with Lance Archer last night, the match with the two matches with Brian Danielson, the match with Kenny Omega. Think about that. Like it's a, I think it's about time that people start giving Hangman Page's flowers. I mean, you're talking that match with Lance, the two with Brian Danielson, and the, with Kenny Omega. Those are some of the best matches that we've seen in the last two or three years. And I think, again, homegrown guy, AEW champion, 
uh, I, I thought that match a great story. How about the tease of Jake the Snake Roberts outside the ring with the DDT? The twist of the How arm, Adam man. Cole coming out at the end. Where now I'm going to get to see maybe Hangman Page versus Adam Cole. If that didn't wet your whistle, I don't know what will. And the Jersey crowd was hot for the match all match long. And, you know, and listen, I know it's happened kind of frequently in AEW, but Tommy, you know this, in the world of pro wrestling, what, the last 10 to 15 years? When do we get blood? You know, when do you get that much blood like we got in that main event last night? Seriously, on TV. And, you know, and out comes Adam Cole. Uh, I think there's a lot of fans out there that would love to see that championship around Adam Cole's waist. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, just thinking about with history in WWE, they will always talk about, you know, greatest championship. If you're an older fan like myself, there's no longer reign than Bruno San Martino. And then the second longest reign is Bob Backlund. And those are like the most prestigious reigns in professional wrestling. But there was a guy in the middle of that entire uh, reign. His name is superstar Billy Graham. And I never got to see that reign, but I'm watching it now. And I'm talking about what an amazing performer. And he, you know, talks about, oh, he was, he sells his ass off. He is a working machine for back then and besides his body. But what I'm talking about is a reign that, because you had said that, that won't get enough prestige because you'll, you know, you'll talk about, Jericho, you'll talk about Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega did such amazing things holding three different world titles at the same time. The greatest thing that was said about, because I just listened to that soundbite and I would run with it. Um, he's like, you know, The Rock was the people's champion. He's like the hardest uh, working champion. He works super duper hard to get where he is. Cowboy shit got so over. It was right place, right time. It was this long-term story that's being told. And the matches he is having are as worthy as everything so far that Kenny Omega has done. And just because he's not going to be the Impact World Champion and the AAA World Champion, don't discredit it because if you're also going by buy rates if you're going by the old barometer which is buy rates people in the seats and pay-per-view buys how is hangman page not name not up there that's how you determine it and then also merch these are your ways to see if a guy is over and when you listen to that crowd he is over he's over and he could he could talk i don't think it's because like it's not like and no no disrespect to him tommy rich's reign or Kerry Von Erich reign. They were short. They happened because they needed to happen. They were hot. And that was it. But he's continuing to stay hot. And now we're all salivating for this match. of, And it was beautifully set. Because if you, when I talk about having all these options, you know, Adam Cole versus Hangman Page is great. There's also this whole little thing going on because he was part of an elite group himself and they even acknowledged it in their promo. And Matt Jackson delivers things in a very, very great, subtle heel way. And it's like, you know, you could have told us about this. Because when you are a leader and then you're going so far and not being a leader, and you know, and this went back to the Jay White thing because Jay White and Kenny Omega do have a negative history against yep. each other. They don't like each other. 
And it, it, it's, there's so many different layers because you eventually are going to see when Kenny Omega is coming back. Don't know when that's going to be. You know, I, you're going to see these guys first dominate and then they're going to implode. And I mean, you think about the matchups you can see for the players that they have already of, you know, the elite against um, the, the Adam Cole and the other uh, Bobby Fish. Was and, that disputed era? Or, well, yeah, right, right, they're not yeah. called that anymore, but just yeah. that's a friggin' fantasy dream matchup right then and there. Yeah. If you have Jay White there, you you know, Jay White being a part, don't know if you're going to see other members of the of the Bullet Club. Think of all the things that you could possibly see that you did. and But that's like on the horizon. Think of a potential war games. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of, we saw the, the um, Jericho's group kind of fall apart. You don't know if it's going to be totally broken up, but you have a lot of, key factions that if they all get together and have a faction warfare, it's going to be more interesting than like the NWO era. Cause they're all be fighting to see who's the best faction. That's a freaking pay-per-view on its own. Yeah. And you, and you know, the AEW's version, I guess would be blood and guts. And we saw that play out with the inner circle. We'll get into the inner circle imploding in the third hour of the show, but you're right. I mean, cause this does harken back to the bullet club, Tommy, and was there anything hotter in pro wrestling, you know, four or five years ago than the Bullet Club? You would go to WWE shows, you would go to WrestleMania, and there would be Bullet Club shirts and hoodies all over the place. This is hearkening back to that because these members that you're seeing now were key members either right now or before when it comes to the Bullet Club. And all those guys are pretty much available. Yeah. You know, the Bullet Club, you said it best. Before AEW came on the scene, the revolution was the Bullet Club. Yep. And you're right. And you and I experienced it. When we went down for WrestleMania, that's all you saw were Bullet Club t-shirts. And the Young Bucks were a major part of that. And besides that time, the last time you saw something like that was the NWO. And it was that plain-ass simple NWO black and white, same as the Bullet Club logo. It was plain ass simple and got over. Yeah, you and I were and together. You have a lot of those players. And you we and were, were blown t- away. Yeah, we both we had, had that moment where we're looking at each other and you started counting them. Yeah. It was crazy. Absolutely. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.